Welcome back, everyone, to the Professional Hippies Podcast, where we bridge the gap between high achievers and hippie woo-woos. I'm Dylan Whitten. And I'm Colt Mewborn. The hungover Colt Mewborn. Easy. (laughs) Every week we sit down to talk about things that fall in that happy middle. And if you want a community that looks to find that happy line with the rest of us, please like and share and subscribe. And uh, let's build this community together, everyone. Pretty good for ad-libbing it. We kind of missed the high achievers and hippie woo on that, but we'll circle back. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. Let's find that line at Happy Hippies. Let's find that line. <laughs> All right, boys. Let's remember our training. And we're in it. Good job, buddy. This isn't that hard. It's not that hard once you get the hang of it, right? (laughs) Podcasting 101. What's up, everybody? So uh, this week we have a little bit of switching roles. We're having Dylan on on the cues. I'm on the board today. Operating the machineries. Pushing the buttons. How's it feel? Too much responsibility. I don't like this. I like just... Coming in, talking, leaving. It's a bit, it's a bit empowering, <laughs> but with power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I think I think on your good hungover days, I'll come in and and step in like this. Okay, so let's go ahead and clear this from the top. <laughs> no, I'm just setting the setting of what we're going to be talking about sure. today. Of what caused sure. a little bit of energy, energy richness hangover. <laughs> okay, a little bit of my, a, little, a little bit of bigger smile than usual. Well, on, I mean. I mean, how can you be mad? I just came back from a week of Costa Rica. That's true. Like, what's there to to hate about that? Yeah, there's nothing to hate about that. I wish I was in Costa Rica. That would have been awesome. A lot of people probably do. I'm just saying, slander in my name with hangover. I was a very good boy. I think a lot of people would be like, hell yeah, what did he do this weekend? (laughs) (laughs) What did we do to get here? (laughs) It was super interesting um, going through that, the whole journey. And actually, but before we get into that, there's some really good stuff that deep reflections came up when I was away. And I think it setting an intention when you go on a vacation like that, like my goal mm-hmm. was to walk away and have an opportunity to reflect and pivot in my life and in a lot of different ways. Uh, but before we get in that, I really want to honor everyone that's been supporting our journey. I mean, thank you guys so much for sharing and, and liking and giving us the feedback. It's so cool. Dylan and I were talking about before we were on the air, like... Mm-hmm. We actually want to know who you guys are because now it's we're into people that don't know us at all. Yeah, we're crushing it in Texas. <laughs> I don't know. I love we got listeners in Texas and we don't know who's out there. That's right. We, we got a lot of freedom lovers out there, whatever we stand for. But um, if, if you are someone that's just stumbled across us, hey, welcome. 
and also reach out to us and just connect with us. I've had a lot of people reaching out to me on Instagram. Yeah, I'd love to know who our listeners are out there. You yeah. know, I got you know, we got my mom. Thanks, mom. We got our <laughs> usual. <Shout out>, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of you know we can track and see there's listeners all around the world, which has been super cool being able yeah. to see that from all the different countries. Yeah, I when we first started this, I never thought like, oh, we have someone in China that's listening to our right. podcast, and you could tell on a weekly basis, it's racking up. Do you see that one in China? Yeah, yeah, that that dude, man. Shout out to you. I'm sorry that I don't remember your name because I know you write me on Instagram and I love your support. Um, never in a million years. There's people like in Turkey, mm-hmm. and Pakistan, and like all these odd. Place even other. Have you yeah, seen the I want to know who the yeah. other is. Yeah, what? thank you, aliens out there. So, a big part of that has been um, <laughs> potentially the giveaway, and we'll announce who won the giveaway for last week with Hannah Wagner art. I don't remember that art is uh, physically located right now, but um, I'll try and try and find it right before we do the, the giveaway. But so, in order to win something from us, what we've been doing to promote the guests that we have on this show, the guests, the people we have is to make it a win-win because we love exposing people that really resonate. Like Rave Yoga, shout out to Megan and Haley. That was a fun one. What an an awesome episode. Um, Every week we want to do something just to spice it up for you guys because we love the fact that you guys support us. We want to support you. Mm -hmm. And uh, what better way to introduce this week's giveaway? Mm -hmm. Where's that magic hat at? Where's the magic hat with the magic names? The magic people. <laughs> so all you got to do if you want to be entered in a drawing, real easy. Just uh, if you're listening to us or watching us, just screenshot whatever you're looking at, whatever you're listening to, and post it on Instagram and tag me at Colton DM or Dylan at Dylan Whitten. Mine's a little bit easier, so I think that's why more people tag Dylon me. Whitten. That's all right. It's a, a whole world knows me as Dylon, so if, just look up D-Y-L-O-N, you'll do find me. Do you have me. professional hippies in your uh, bio? No, because I'm an idiot. That would help. I, that would definitely help if I had that in there. People, people get can that just search that. I still, have a, piece I still of... have a picture from like, I don't know, eight years ago. I love That's... when people ask, like, professional hippies should have an at. And I'm like, social media doesn't need another claw <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> okay. It doesn't, doesn't need it's another. It's just another one that I have to take care of, too. No, man. So, uh, all you got to do, yep. Screenshot it, tag us. And uh, I want to do the drawing. Oh, cool. Want to do it? Stick it in there. See what you get. Yeah, nice and deep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. For the Hannah Wagner art, you get whatever you want. You go on her shop, check it out. Even if you don't win, by the way, she has some of the sickest art. Um, That's why we got some. So, who we got? Kristen. Kristen. (laughs) Hit the yellow one. Hit the yellow one. Turn the volume up. There we go. (laughs) We're getting it. Congratulations, girl. Thank you so much for sharing it and turning people on to us. Um, this week, what we're going to be giving away is a really dope uh, festival slash um, just, what is it called? P- PPE? P- protective? We're giving away a... Uh, we're giving a mask. We're giving away. away. We're giving away a mask. But it's a mask made by the Shipibo people in the Amazon. So it supports a great cause. So let me grab it. Yeah, this will have the good vibes. Drew got the bad vibes one. Sorry, Drew. So this will have the good Drew vibes. Got the great vibes <laughs> one, man. He got the shaker though. Just the shaker was sick. Proper expectations. <laughs> so if you if you want to see us on YouTube, um, you can see it. But so that's what it looks like. Pretty cool, hand woven. Um, I wish I had that mask the whole time. Pretty sick, right? Yeah, yeah. So if you want to win it, uh, just do the whole screenshot it, tag us, and get put it into next week's draw. Share the love, folks. I love how every week we have different people 
you know, new people mm-hmm. in the drawing. This is pretty sick. So enough enough about us gloating, but we just want to pour some love into you guys. You guys have been pouring a lot of love into us. Pretty pretty sick, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole goal of creating this community is really just like to, I know we say it every time, bridge that gap. But now it actually feels like we are building a community. I mean, maybe right now it's just mm-hmm. listenership, but with the whole Dirty Bird campaign coming up. Oh, so so excited for that. Right? So just to get back into you know something with a stage and just putting bass in my face. Being around people, like watching that UFC fight this weekend, it was so like refreshing what to see. What a card. Well, oh, my God. Not only God. sick card, right? Yeah. All the fights were insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose... I was like in bed crying. <laughs> I was like that chick. Everyone shed a tear a little bit. Hardcore. Did you see her pumping herself up saying, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah. What a way to preempt yourself of being already the champion. Oh, man. She went into it on fire. It's super hard. I, I think one of the commentators made a mention about it. Like to win the championship, lose it, and then win it again. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. And the way she lost, too, getting smashed on the head and having to go through that recovery. Oh, I didn't... Oh, she got dumped on her head. Yeah, didn't dumped she? on uh, I don't know suplex or whatever they call it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it was not good for a little while. Yeah, and come back like she did. Now the champ, champ. And champ. I, I almost put some money down to Jorge Masvidal. Good thing you didn't. Good thing I didn't. Yeah, Kamara Usman, man. What African a, kings are coming up. What the a UFC freak right show, now. bro. He's from Nigeria, right? Yeah, yeah. There's three African. There's two Nigerian. I don't know where the where the other guy's from in Africa, but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't know you. That was the guy that was sent into the desert like four times, right? Sent into the desert. Oh, Francis Francis Nagano. Yeah. Well, they found him. He was a dirt miner, and they really? found. Yeah, they found him as a. I don't know who found him, but someone found him. He was. They mined dirt. I mean, to get the dirt, and he just someone was like, "Oh yeah, he's got the body for that." <sighs> let's go. We're gonna start. Let's get you out of this place. Oh my god! Let's start getting you training. Can you imagine? I mean, you can't. There's no way you can wrap your head around like what that what that life is Dana like. Dana White's just like, yes, let's get. A, he's trying to get a fight in Africa to happen. I don't see why not. Yeah, that's going to be huge. I mean, the UFC. It, it's crazy. Like what's going on right now with the whole Jake Paul. Like, oh, God, did we talk about that on the 420 episode? Worst. No, I don't think we did. Because we watched it after, maybe. Yeah. God bless the worst piece of publicity I've ever seen in my life. I don't life. know why I stayed up to watch that. I can't believe they charged for it. Yeah. Thank God we had a stream. That was the worst. And they had, who were some of the acts that they had on there? Like the, what were the two guys that we watched that we actually enjoyed? I know Ice-T was there. I know. Uh, did Marshmallow and Diplo perform? No. No, Diplo did. Diplo performed. Justin Bieber performed at the end. Yeah. Uh, some of the old school rappers were pretty cool. Oh, Ice-T Ice was cool. Ice-T was dope. Snoop Dogg was good. Yeah. They actually seemed like they were performing like a tour performance. They actually knew how... Well, it was interesting because they actually knew how to perform like without a crowd. Like a stage control. Yeah, without a crowd. They just already knew how to... Just from so many years of experience yeah. of doing it. Being in the entertainment business. I did see something where uh, someone snuck into to it and was able to get into the venue with a, free, with a pass. They oh. made. They just printed out a pass and There's made it. There's a couple it of those and got into it. I follow a YouTuber, Iraq. That might have been the guy. <laughs> yeah, he like was trying to give a band aid to uh, Ben Askren. <laughs> All these guys signed this giant band aid. He's like, "Hey man, you want a band aid?" <laughs> man, that guy got paid just to take a hit and I it fell. I don't think he fell like that. I, I, I mean, he took a hit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I the the question is, was it because his chin is weak now? No, and he just got hit. Here's the deal. He didn't. He didn't give a shit. 
yeah, he did it. <laughs> when you don't give a shit, it's pretty like, easy to get knocked out like that. Jerry Doughboy when he went out there for his way. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. Like when he was fighting, um, God, he was that bad man that he fought uh, that that rocked him real hard and he choked him out on the side. Robbie, Robbie Lawler. Yeah. Did you see that fight? Yeah. Where, a long I mean, time ago. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a while ago. But like he cared about that fight. Yeah. It was a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. And so like he wanted to fucking stay awake. With with that one, he got rocked and he was like, they're like, okay, you know, get back. And it's different animals. Yeah. Right. Because when Robbie Lawler hit him, he was out. Mm-hmm. But he had a chance to come back because Robbie is still hitting him on mm-hmm. top of him. And he has a chance to grapple. Mm-hmm. And boxing is just you're sitting there. So different factors. I don't think it was thrown at all. Um, but like that whole car was just awful. That, they literally picked up people that didn't know how to fight mm-hmm. and threw them out there just to see what they could get. Yeah, they have like they're supposed to be doing some. I, I think Triller is supposed to be also doing like a big TikTok versus YouTube. Now, if they go down the path where celebrities are fighting against each other, I think that would be hilarious. Those are the new celebrities, Dylan. I think, well, if they're going to be fighting against each other, yeah. like not not like Jake Paul and then Ben Askren, like you guys see it. Like if you can get like one asshole fighting another asshole, great. Let's see where that so, goes. unpopular opinion. Correct. Exactly. I was going to say, like when Logan Paul fought KSI, I was genuinely interested in that fight. Here's two guys that both have equal opportunity to train and fight. Put both Paul brothers in there. Put them I both. honestly think Jake Paul would whip Logan Paul's ass. I think so, too. Yeah. But that's what would make it entertaining. Because they would both train. They would both take that shit seriously. For sure. Yeah. I believe the Mayweather-Logan Paul fight's back on, too. Late June, July. That's <sighs> shit I'm not excited to see. Dang, May- Mayweather. At this point, just like, whatever. Just pay me and I'll do it. I guess. <laughs> right? Like, with Conor McGregor, I was genuinely excited. And Conor did touch him. A few times. Yeah, yeah, he got in there, and he lasted a few rounds. Yeah, he lasted, like, what, six, seven rounds? I know Mayweather wasn't going all out at first, but he was also, Mayweather's doing Mayweather where he feels you out first. Yep. I watched a video of uh, Mayweather's dad, his coach, was teaching someone how to do the shoulder roll, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, like, I mean, here's this old man. He was, like, telling this boxer, this young boxer, guy in his early 20s, like, no, throw a punch as hard as you can at me. And I was like, all right. And he cocks back and fires, and one... The coach is a coach, right? So he knows the angle that it's coming at. And he does a shoulder roll, and you just see the blows just, just the energy just bounces off. Like it goes above his head, right? Like all the mm-hmm. energy kind of flows in this upward motion. It's not even being absorbed into the body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, because then it clicked for me. Because you see Mayweather do those shoulder rolls all the time. Mm-hmm. I guess any good boxer as well, especially with Canelo. You mm-hmm. see those kind of rolls. Yeah. Looks really crisp, really smooth. Um, I was like, oh, it kind of, kind of clicked for me, man. Because Heatherway is just a snake, yeah, like oily snake, he, man. He slides in, slides out, avoids it. Yeah, he'll come in, tap you a couple times, he backs back out, and he just keeps doing that. And scoring points. And he's so good at defending, he tires you out by just avoiding your hits. So you're just swinging all night, not hitting shit. <laughs> I hate to be the person. I hate to be the person to say this, right? But imagine if Logan Paul lands a good one and knocks him down. <laughs> Your whole career. Your whole career. Down. It's gone. 50 and 1. 50 and 1. And it's to, to a fucking YouTuber. God. And him, oh, specifically. That one. Oh. Not even Jake Paul. It'd be probably worse losing than Logan Paul. Jake Paul right now is the villain. And then Jake Paul would be like, no, not taking the rematch. 
You gotta live with that. <laughs> you gotta live with that yeah. the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> Bill Burr came up with a great saying. Oh. He was like trying to understand Jake Paul, and he was like, "You know what? I figured it out. He just figured out a way to get paid lots of money to get punched in the face." Who, Jake? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? He just like we there's there's always that guy at a bar that's like punch me in the face. You you know give me I'll give you twenty bucks. Let me punch you in the face. All right. That's Jake Paul on another level. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I mean, they're entertainers. Like, Jake Paul has figured out. Grant Cardone has been saying this for years. Any attention is good attention. Yeah. He's like, I don't... Especially these days. Yeah. It's just about notoriety. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, any attention is good attention. Jake Paul has done a great job of figuring that out. Mm-hmm. And he also found out the other day, Logan Paul has, like, top 10 podcasts in the world. He came back from his situation. I guess whatever Big it was. Time. Yeah, his downfall for a little bit. Do you follow David Dobrik at all? I don't. I know you like him, but I haven't yeah. followed him yet. Dude, man, you want to talk about a guy, this other guy, Jeff Wittick. So David Dobrik, for anybody that doesn't know, is the second or third highest paid YouTuber last year. It's like 20, 25 racks brought in as a 23-year-old. And so um, all this stuff comes out about underage drinking or something that he, he was a bit of an enabler. And- Did we talk about this on the 420 podcast? Oh, we might have. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if we did or oh, we, not. We might have. I don't remember if we talked about this before or after. I'm not, I'm not or like during. directly trying to influence people to go listen to that podcast. <laughs> so I'll just tell you here so you don't have to backtrack to that one. Or uh, do. You know? <laughs> um, no, so he was swinging his buddy around and uh, on an excavator mm-hmm. in a lake. And just stopped the arm, and his buddy slammed into the excavator. And like I'm watching this little docu series that because they're all of his friends are also influencers, you know, mm-hmm. vloggers, whatever. And there's something oddly unique about watching a vlogger, isn't there? Like Seinfeld, I watched this thing uh, on Netflix. Potentially, it doesn't matter where I watched it. Whatever the fuck, Seinfeld was the very first show where Jerry Seinfeld realized that people are willing to watch normal, everyday lives of other people. It's a show, a about, it's a show about nothing. Yeah, it's a show about nothing. Yeah. To do a break from their own reality, they want to watch other people's realities. Like, think about Friends, mm-hmm. Seinfeld, The Office. Like, some of these shows are they're literally about brain rot, nothing. And the most successful sitcoms, enterprises of all time. Yeah, look at, look at this shit for 10 minutes. Take a break. Take a break, right? We're going to explode this thing. And so you think about <laughs> vloggers, it, a lot of times it's a lot of the same shit. Now, David Dobrik has a, like a lot of action packed in there, so maybe he's not the great example of like watching nothing. In a way, it's just entertainment value. Well, it's like Vine. Remember Vine or what, TikTok now? It's just you know little short clips. Yeah, for sure. Just Scroll. little dopamine hits, right? Mm-hmm. You're just looking for action. That's how David Dobrik has built essentially his vlog series. The point of what I'm getting at is um, it's so interesting to watch that shit. But I would probably never want to be friends with someone like that. That records everything all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, fuck, dude, get off your phone. That's why I like his vlog or vlog crew or whatever. That's also his posse. Like That's all they probably listen to. I mean, that's probably all they hang out with is each other. They don't really probably have an outside circle outside of that too much. Did your thing turn off? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Oh, there, there it is. There's reality. It's coming back. That's this freaking watch, man. So I, I just zoomed in on the curtain for <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> I 
I look down. I'm, all right, so I'll, I'll take I'm sure that off. Right but that. I'm like, why am I looking at <laughs> What is that? Why am I looking at gray? No, no, I just someone out there is like, look at those curtains. Look at those curtains. That's a nice curtains right there. Where'd you get those from? Uh, TJ Maxx. So let's talk about your trip, though. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this let's trip. Talk about it. How was uh? Did you have to how, like go through any special protocols in order to get there? Yeah, so that's the fun part is that you book your tickets and you're like, all right, I'm excited. I'm going to another country. And then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, you need travel insurance. And they tell you that like a couple days before you leave. So you're like, okay, no big deal. Is that a requirement? A requirement to enter the country. Just Costa Rica or anywhere? Uh, Well, I know Costa Rica. I didn't look at the other countries, but. I mean, uh, you travel more internationally than I have, so. Oh, no. So, So, all right. I see what you're saying. For most of my trips out of the country, I do get travel insurance. Okay. As an extension on top of my regular insurance, because the last thing you want to be is in another country and having to worry about, like, does my shit cover whatever, you break a leg, whatever. It's usually super cheap. It's usually like five, six bucks a day, depending on your length of stay. It can be cheaper than that um, or more expensive. In this case, it was like nine bucks a day. It was a requirement. So it was like an extra mm-hmm. 80 bucks. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. No big deal. And then. They were super intense about it. Apparently, someone there in our friend group, associated with the friend group, had tried to forge it so they didn't pay the for a COVID test or something like that and try mm-hmm. to get into Brazil. And they looked it up and they were like, no, nah, you're not coming in. And now you're on a list. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to try to think slick. And then to get back into the U.S., you have to get a negative test three days before three days prior leading mm. up to your departure didn't know about that either so i was like all right that's another 65 bucks and then i had to get a shuttle from you know this town whatever and they're like oh yeah that's 140 bucks i was like Man, fuck you guys i didn't i ended up riding with some other people but still you're, you're talking like 400 dollars, 300 dollars in a minimum just on, racked just, up just on, immediately just immediate just yeah cost of doing business pleasure you know you want to fucking live your life um, so yeah, you, you have to get travel insurance and then there's certain, depending on the country, COVID protocols, they're all cool about it. They had these sinks everywhere in Costa Rica, like outside mm-hmm. sinks. Mm-hmm. So for, everyone could just wash their hands constantly if they wanted to. Doing the mask thing still or no? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was kind of interesting. Um, it, it felt like, you know, they genuinely cared, which is cool. Different feeling, caring. Yeah. Like. It was kind of frustrating. <laughs> Oh, to be fair, <laughs> everyone found out, you know, I'm from Florida. They're like, oh, what's it like there? And I'm like, do you hear that envy in your voice? I'm like, yes, everyone wants this. Like, mm-hmm. come on. <laughs> why, why are you making me wear this bra on my mouth? Like, I came here to get, take it off. I, I know. Take it all off. That's all we got. For, mo- for, for most things, they were pretty chill, though, you know, um, we did have we did this zip lining tour. Mm-hmm. The stuff we did in the mountains was dope value. So mm-hmm. when we did the jungle, I was like, "Hey, let's hire a guide." Cause mm-hmm. I've been in the jungle without a guide, mm-hmm. and you don't know what you don't know. You don't see as much things as you as you think. So we all split that. It was like twenty bucks a person. We hired a guy for like a hundred bucks for like a four hour tour, and we saw some dope dope. Sounds stuff. worth it. Yeah, for sure. He was like showing us all kinds of little plants and animals and this. 
one bird. So I'm so glad that I got on this in the train of thought. So like my favorite bird when Betsy and I went to Belize was uh, called a grackle. It's called like the split tail, black split black tail grackle. Mm-hmm. It makes this really interesting noise. Uh, if a phone wasn't recording, it's like a whoop. It, and just like hearing it makes me smile. Most birds are robots and I don't care if they're alive or dead. I mean, some are beautiful. I get it. But this one bird <laughs> lights if, me up. If I were to put you into a bird's body and be like, make a noise. <laughs> that would be it. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can see why you're like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. And I'm like, that's funny. <laughs> so we're on this jungle tour and this guy's obsessed with this bird. It's called the respacular something. And it means like spectacularly beautiful. It's like one of the seven most beautiful birds in all of South America. And it's pretty rare. So we're like hunting it down or whatever. And, you know, with the 12 gauge, but um, no, <laughs> I love this bird so much. So much. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how it tastes. Can't wait to find this bird. I love it so much. <laughs> we need to get the sound of that bird and put it on the soundboard. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, the, the bird that I'm talking about, the respacular, makes a really, really pretty sound too. And so he's calling it, and. Uh, so we see it. It's beautiful. It's just neon green. We're trying to spot wow. it. And I like look up somewhere. And I was like, it looked like a highlighter in the tree. And I asked him, and I just <laughs> made the connection really quick. I was like, that's not a normal nature color. I was like, is that it? <laughs> he goes, holy shit, it is. It's <laughs> a like, good eye. I mean, it's like 300 yards, you know, away up in a tree or, you know, 100 yards or whatever, being dramatic. But it was like a neon green. I just looked at it. I was like, is that a fucking glow stick? In my mind, I was like, is that a glow stick in a tree? <laughs> and he had a telescope with him. We carried it around. Or he carried it around everywhere. And just set up a little tripod real quick. And beautiful neon green with a red vest and like a blue mohawk. I mean, it was a... That sounds like a badass bird. Beautiful bird. Really long tail. Made a cool call. And the reason I'm saying all this is because we spent all this time looking for this bird. And I brought up my bird. And I was like, hey, like, how come up here in the mountains, you know, like down more into the town of the mountain, like my favorite bird, I hear this bird, you guys have, it's, I think it's called a grackle. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So I leaned into it a little bit. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, what, what's up with the grackle, you know? Mm-hmm. Basically like the fucking seagull of South America. <laughs> I was just thinking when he <laughs> said that, I was like, that's his chickens. <laughs> fucking pigeons bro <laughs> that's his he's like i could wish i could take him out <laughs> as common as a crow as common as a crow they're like he could he could give two fucks about my grackle I, I was like dude okay cool we saw your fucking bird and now you want to shit on my grackle whoop motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> No, but I do love this little bird because it was everywhere, and it would uh, it would just make that sound, and and in different parts. So we went from so you have Costa Rica, which is a smaller country, I believe, like twenty thousand square miles, and I flew into the capital, San Jose, and then we went up to Monteverde, and that has um, a cloud forest in it, which is pretty cool. It's the main attraction there, so you can go. Um, from San Jose, which is let's call it like the middle of the country, mm-hmm. like northwest up into this mountain range, 
that's Monteverde, and they have a big lake up in this range as well. And to get from one side to the other, because there's a nature preserve, it's like an hour and a half drive around on these windy roads. And you can go to another town called La Fortuna, and that's where they have an active volcano site where you can do like hot springs, things like that. We didn't go over there. I was told active volcano, I think magma, Hawaii. As soon as I found out that's not what's going down, I'm immediately disinterested. I just wanted to like burn things into magma. They're like, no, that's not the deal. It's like geothermically warmed hot springs. Like, and not interested. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's go back to the birds. Back to the birds. So we were at the bird side, pretty cool birds, you know, all that kind of good stuff. And then we traveled from Monteverde to a town called Tamarindo that's on the coast. Um, pretty cool vibe. Uh, it's like in the middle of this like commercialization. Some people think it's headed for like Tulum status. Um, it's kind of caught in this in between between like a surfer town and wanting to be developed more. Um, so that was really cool. I did some surfing while I was there. I, I attempted to, and um, and then we went from there to another town called Nusara. Now Nusara was insanely beautiful um that was a picturesque surfer town i mean with some of the views that you got there were just absolutely insane the architecture was like these really crisp white plaster walls with like live edged trees as pillars so instead of like a square pillar to support a house mm -hmm. just rip off the bark and varnish the tree and like that's your support Explain that a little bit more. That's interesting. Right? So, I mean, just take an oak. Yeah. Strip the bark off of it. Mm -hmm. And that was the support structure for a lot of these. Uh, they're not malocas. It's more of just like an A-frame mm -hmm. with like straw and sometimes metal sheeting is mm -hmm. the roof. Just insane. Just so beautiful. Open concepts because if places are really closed in, it's so hot Yeah, right there at the beach. And it really has to be more open concepts. Mm -hmm. So a lot of places don't really have a ton I of walls. That when I was in the Caribbean. Yeah, exactly. Very like everything open for sure. Well, Sam Not and there. I talked about that because like in Vermont, like you, you can't have structures like that because you can only enjoy them for like what, four months out of the year. I wonder if that's too for wind, like keep everything flowing. Maybe. I mean, I, I brought that up because like during the rainy season, like wouldn't things just get totally messed up? And I mean, I'm just sure. Put your tree back up put another 10, 10 on it good to go <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i was looking at some of these structures and i was like they must not get storms that come through here he's like no i mean the rainy season brings a lot of storms we like, must not have a lot of wind then because uh I, i'm no engineer but when i look at like some of these it just freaks me out that these trees i mean they were live trees that like mm -hmm. when you look at an oak very few oaks i've seen grow straight up they'd like to do that weird you know, they'll grow they go out. Yeah. They'll kind of bend or twist their way up. Right. So you, you saw that a lot. And I'm like, where's the center of gravity? I was sitting there trying to calculate something. I have no fucking clue on. <laughs> I was like, what's the center? Where are the forces <laughs> pressing? And after a while you catch yourself, like, what am I doing? Yeah. Right. Why am I trying this? Yeah. Um, no, but it, it was, it was a super, super beautiful town and really, really, especially Nosara distinctly beautiful people in Osara. A lot of gringos. And, mm -hmm. um, you were traveling with uh, Sam, right? Yes, who is uh, someone that's unrelated to 
Oh no, we did say his name on the podcast. Never mind. Okay, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> from a few. That was one of the earlier podcasts. Yeah, life through a Bitcoin lens. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You got to go down there and hang out with them. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool, and got to meet some people. Uh, shout out to Julia, Luca. How much Bitcoin did you buy? Because it dipped while you were out there. Um, I didn't invest too much in Bitcoin. I bought some more. Uh, I bought a tool that lays on the Ethereum chain, OX, mm-hmm. is uh, the sign for it. Um, that's one I've been flirting with a lot because it's, it's like right around a dollar thirty, and yeah, I just keep going back on the, I mean, I'm just, I don't know, I'm beating myself up about that whole Bitcoin because at this point, it's like I'm still in the investment philosophy of it, right? Mm-hmm. So you have the, initially it was what, speculation, is this thing even going to be a real thing? Like, think five years ago when like Coinbase wasn't even a thing. You had to figure out an interesting way to like. Now it's an IPO. Right now it's an IPO, right? But initially it was like speculation. You had to kind of go through these like interesting routes to get a wallet, and mm-hmm. you had to really want it to buy into Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And then now, and then it moved into like this investment category where people were like, "Oh, I just want to make a quick, quick buck off of that." And now you're into um, holding a philosophy that it's going to become this whole really widely accepted method of payment, which it is. I mean, Tesla, mm-hmm. Apple, Nike, I'm, I might be slandering Nike's name. I don't know if they have officially, but you get the idea. These big corporations are accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment. Mm-hmm. And so now it's almost like into a philosophy um, of holding it for, yeah, that's going to be as valuable as gold. In which case I am, and I was discussing this with a few people. The thing that I think I'm having the hardest time reconciling is... I've spent so much time and money and ener- er, energy building this money, this nest egg that I have. It's mm-hmm. like so hard for me to wrap my head around the idea of losing it all. But then you don't fucking need to invest it all. But like that's the no, thing is that I like ro- romanticize this idea. A little bucket. A little bucket over here. Yeah, a little bucket, right? It's filling up a little risky play. with. I mean, if you have a 401k, it's about as risky as the anything else. That you're doing with your money? Uh, definitely not. 401k. And I mean, as far as like investing, there's definitely riskier ways of <laughs> yeah spending your money. But, but it is ironic. I mean, my financial advisor is vying for me to invest in very risky things into my Roth. I mean, because you're young. Yeah, you're young. Right. I, got, I put everything in the S and P 500 for my 401k. I was like, boom, all of it in there. Why not? That's not a very risky thing to do, though. It's pretty diversified, isn't it? Not for just the portfolio of the 401k. Like, everything went to the S&P 500. Like, I had it in small caps, middle caps, large caps, international. Like, I had, you know, sure. it was like a Vanguard retirement at 55 thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, what am I doing? I want to put it all in the most aggressive thing I can. Yeah. I'm not touching it forever. Yeah. I mean, that's a I whole remember, other thing. I remember uh, I was at Gasparilla, and it was... <laughs> It, someone had a yacht and on the back it just said it, the boat was called 401k <laughs> it's like that's and then i saw another yacht it was called vanguard <laughs> it's like that that's how you do it right there if you're gonna like if you already have enough wealth you can just spend and then now that your 401k is just like oh i have all this extra cash what do i do with yeah it? buy a damn yacht why not break out another thousand so we got a little off topic. You are traveling. You are in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. living in, living it up. I don't know what town you said. Nasara. Nasara. Nasara is where we ended. Mm. Yeah. 
out of all the countries I've been to, uh, I would love to go back to Costa Rica. Mm. It's a beautiful country. Treated really well. They don't have a standing military. Found that out. It's, forgive my uh, my demogra- or ge- geography here. Mm-hmm. Is it an island? No, you'd think so, right? Yeah. I, I thought would the think, same I'd, thing. I'd, I'd, it's not an island. I was talking to somebody else about that. Maybe Michael. No, not an island. Just like I thought Belize was an island. Yeah, I'm when I'm geographically <laughs> they challenged. They don't have a military. Well. They're like, we want to take it. Just well, they have a clean. military. They just don't have, like. They don't really have like a standing <laughs> army like we do. Yeah. So they pro- they probably do have like a standing army, but the, the guy that shuttled us to the to the airport um, was just kind of like telling us about the country and things like that. And he's their tanker. <laughs> yeah <laughs> every now and then i go train <laughs> um now they're pretty chill so basically central america is where they're at they're sandwiched okay. right around uh nicaragua i believe and panama right above panama is actually where it's situated you probably don't even know where that's at but i know where panama is you know what it is but you probably don't know where it's at i know Okay, I guess not. I know it's like, <laughs> I thought the same thing. I, mean, I, I pulled up Google Maps and I was like, "Oh, I know where yeah, it's much more south than you'd think." Oh, I thought it's like in the middle-ish. No, that's why all the ships go through there. It's not. No, no. Oh, I swear to God, these are like conspiracy theories. Well, what's because, the point? Right? Why do we? It's like they come in and they go down and out. Yeah. Wow. All right. I thought <laughs> it was in the middle. It's like the Panama. Everyone goes through this. No, of I, was, down. I was just making the same prediction that uh, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I'm with you. I thought the same thing. Like, where is the Panama Canal? Uh, I do want to see that one day, the Panama Canal, just like an engineering feat. Well, especially, I, it's kind of interesting they had the whole blockage. <laughs> Imagine me and that guy, the evergreen. <sighs> the memes out of it were glorious. The, apparently, the, the staff is still stuck on the boat. And they're going to be stuck on the boat until the insurance company pays out. That's years. Yeah. That's years till that happens. That abandoned ship up. at that point. Yeah. Well, they're in international waters. So they're like, there's all these like. Oh, there's probably a guard watching them. Uh, probably some the insurance company going on. Got to pay in a guard to watch that boat. Yeah. That's, that's finding yourself in a tricky situation. That means all that stuff is stuck on there mm-hmm. until it's paid out. Yeah. Dang. Not getting your wish list. Yeah. Wish items anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, buddy, anything that's going through the Panama Canal is not destined for Florida. It would be Miami, right? No, I would think they come through the Panama Canal and they come out to Miami. Oh, coming the other way, sure. Yeah. Yeah. You get everything in Florida. Panama Canal. I don't know why that just hurt my head so much. I was only thinking through China, shipments. Africa, and Europe. Yeah, that's a Cocaine. fair point. It's all through there. Cocaine doesn't have to come through the Panama Canal. No, it comes through Miami. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where it's all coming through. What a city built on drugs, huh? Literally. Literally built on drugs. The amount of people that were... So anyway, Pure Vita, speaking of pure life. So um, yeah, there was a lot of people in Tamarindo that were asking me if I wanted cocaine. I was like, no, I'm good. Um, but yeah, so the intention of going on that trip was... <laughs> white american like that's our demographic right there boys one guy gave me a card <laughs> a card a card i was like on the beach chilling with sam and uh he approached us and we were open to the idea of taking some mushrooms or something uh on one of the days and um they're like yeah we'll get your information later he's like oh no problem 
pulls out a fucking card. He's got his Instagram, Snapchat, <laughs> cell phone number, a badge that says uh, product guaranteed, product 100% guaranteed. I was like, man, this is what I'm talking about. This is, <laughs> this is service. Now you are a businessman. <laughs> yeah, I like your style, buddy. Face tattoo's a little intimidating, but I like your style. <laughs> so, uh, no, it was it was really refreshing to go on a vacation and not feel the need to escape in a traditional sense. Yeah. You know, like I brought down um, uh, some great books, journaled, and, and did a lot of things to, like serve my body. I mean, one day, you know, we went out and, and had a cut loose, have fun kind of time, but. You have to while you're down there. You got to. I mean, you don't have to, right? But that was kind you of the vibe, to. the energy, especially in Tamarindo. That was a very party-centric mm-hmm. place. Like, you're up in the mountains. There's no clubs or anything. We didn't go to clubs, but there's there's nothing like that happening up there. In Nosara, it's everyone just wanting to catch waves Yeah, constantly, right? So Tamarindo is like a spring break kind of vibe to it at that time. Mm-hmm. So that was fun to go out. We met all these locals. Shout out to uh, to Ryan. I met this dude that had moved from America. He was just over it. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, nah. he was in real estate development. He's like, I can do it remotely. He worked like six to eight months to do his thing remotely. Bought a pro- piece of property down there, or he's going to anyway, and uh, introduced us to a whole bunch of locals, and that was so cool. We just like went down to this beach party. You know, there's probably like 100 people, 50 to 100 people out there on the beach, and we have our own little private log. We brought the beers and stuff out there and cool. chilled fires and all that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a really cool scene. Um. So anyway, for anyone listening that's debating to go to Costa Rica, do it. Hundred percent. I mean, that was that was a very unique experience. So the most exhausting piece about the whole trip was probably just trying to get back into the country, and really the, was the weight of all of your responsibilities flooding back. I didn't give a shit about that. I was excited <laughs> to get back to work. I mean, that. So here's a travel hack that I learned very on early on. Uh, Andy Jonti was the one that, that really sealed this one for me is have something to immediately come back to. Now, granted, I I prepped the right way for today. It was just my flight got pushed back three hours. There was I know what stuff you're talking about, on. though. Like when you go on, like the, the journey that you just went on, right? Like you were saying, you know, you didn't go too hard or anything like that. You use yeah. it as more of a reflective trip. Mm-hmm. And I've heard about that, read that in books too, where it's like come back from the trip gaining something that you want to work on. You're like, oh yeah, that's that's the piece right there. That okay. if I know if I do that, mm-hmm. it's going to help me in a lot of other areas. Yeah. And sometimes you need a, a moment of peace and relaxation to figure out, like, you know, push everything outside the way in your mind to be like, oh, there it is. Hundred percent. There's that piece that I need to work on. Yeah, giving yourself that space. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's just something that a lot of people, for whatever reason, I like that on hiking trips, like out in the wilderness. There's not much else going on. You don't have a phone. You can't do anything else. It's just you, whoever you're with, and you're by yourself. And every now and then you go on a little day hike by yourself and you just figure it out. That's what I. That's where I like doing it at. It's like a form of active meditation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For right? sure. There's almost like, I, th- I think any type of meditation could be argued as active, but it's almost like there's active and passive. Did you find when you were there, because you you were mentioning like the phone service was like it wasn't great. It was there, but it wasn't great. Right. Did you find yourself not probably on the phone much because of that, or did you find yourself not much on the phone just because of like, oh, this is all new. This isn't. I don't need this entertainment right now. 
I want to focus on this around me. Yeah, I mean, because I wanted to make like a little bit of a, a reel, a movie coming back, I was taking a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of pictures for me, a lot of videos and things like that. Um, I think I do a pretty good job traveling of not being on my phone. After that Thailand trip, mm-hmm. that taught me the value of not being on my phone because there's the shitty part about social media is that it makes it seem as though everything could or should be a highlight reel. Where in reality, I think that life is a lot of dull, boring nothingness punctuated by moments of spectacular beauty, of spontaneous, just amazing. That's a good point, yeah. If you are constantly fueled with dopamine, that becomes your new normal. That becomes your new average. But if you have an opportunity to sit and just enjoy the boring, mm-hmm. then that makes the special that much more special. That's not what Facebook wants. Keep I don't know what Facebook wants. Keep scrolling. Yeah. Endless. And well, if you don't have service there, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's ways you can distract yourself. You can download games, stuff like that. Um, but you were there with good company too, so you didn't really need to. You know, you're there with good company in a beautiful place. Yeah. Why do you need this right now? Besides taking pictures. Yeah. I mean, exactly. And so there were some people I ran into that a point and shoot camera there for that reason. Like that's the nice thing about having something physical like a camera is that it'll get you off of your phone, Mm -hmm. which has like other hooks in it. But at the same time, if you're recording everything all the time, you're also not being as present as you'd appreciate. Potentially Mm -hmm. some people don't want to be present. Some people do. My goal for being there a lot was just, that's why those uh, disposable cameras, I think stay active. Cause that's why people do that. They just bring the camera, take the picture, develop it later, see what it comes out. Yeah. That's the only reason why those stay active, I feel like, still. I tell you what, though, they're real proud of the chemicals developed that shit. It's like 80 cents a picture. <laughs> Maybe like 30 cents if you just want them emailed to you. They're like, we know you want these pictures. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh, my gosh, though. It's like $20. I think it's like $18, $20 for 30 pictures. $30 and 40 to get them emailed to you. $40 if you don't want us to know that we copied them. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to post your nudies on our Instagram site. I think everything before the 2000s, Walgreens and CVS have something on everybody. <laughs> I mean, for sure. What were you doing before then? Learning how to develop yourself if you wanted nudies? Like, come on. Let's be real about it. People have been getting weird for a long time. This is nothing new. All the cakes they knew about. CVS and Walgreens. They're like, oh, that's a new one. I said kinks. You said kinks. Kinks. Oh, yeah, kinks. They were like, put that in that pile. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I got some funny pictures and stuff like that. Oh, man, the surfing. That's what I wanted to talk about, too. Not to just dominate the Costa Rica trip, but um, surfing's tough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was getting my ass beat. (laughs) <laughs> I told the chick when I went to rent a board, she was like, have you ever surfed before? I was like, no, but I mean, I've done water sports, you know, ski, skateboarded in the past, like skimboard, pretty athletic. I'm sure I can figure it out. And she just laughed. <laughs> She's like, so, All right, honey. I got there. We'll see what happens. Big old eight foot six board and just getting out there is, oh, I mean, you're using all these muscles, but my back feels so much better after surfing. So the first day I only got up like one time because I didn't really know what I was doing. The second time, the second day, I got up like five, six times, and that that was just like such an incredible feeling. Yeah, when you're skiing or snowboarding, you're you're just letting gravity take over. Mm-hmm. But you're just taking a ski lift up there, right? 
when you're surfing, you got to earn it. You got to earn the fact to be out there first off. So you got to get past the whitewash or these waves, just like your four or five, four or five foot swells are just beating your ass on the way out. Okay. So you're duck diving, going under the wave. Do you have to avoid like coral too? Cause that's what's breaking. Most um, of the time. no. So, so you have all these different kinds of breaks, different kinds of waves. And where we were at was sand breaks. So it was like, so in certain parts, little pebbles, mm-hmm. right? But there, there were rocks. So you just avoid the, the big rocky points or whatever. Um, I don't remember the point where I was going with that. Oh, just getting around the waves or whatever. But yeah. once you're out there though, and the wave is pushing you back in, like that's the part where it's just like, there's this force behind me and it's so loud. It's like just rumbling. Mm-hmm. And you know if you fall off the board, it's going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> So there's an incentive to stay on the board. Oh yeah, possible. for sure. Whereas when you're snowing, you're snowboarding. you ever seen those ones in Hawaii? They're just monster waves. Yeah, I've just been watching nonstop surfing videos since <laughs> since I did it. It's I totally get it now. The person's a little dot, and you just see and they the little fall off the top and just skim and skip. I like when they're just at the they start at the top and they're coming down and they're a little dot, but you see the the white behind them mm-hmm. from the water. That's all it is. So, the, so down. the dudes that fall off the top when they're at the top of that lip, and like uh, where the wave curls over onto them, those are the guys that get hurt. Yeah, that wave basically just picture it like an arrow going straight. That's like a two-story, three-story building falling on you, basically. Well, yes, and driving you straight into the reef. <laughs> That's the part where people get hurt. So if yeah. you get if you get kicked up into the wash, you'll have some. You'll be caught in the energy. Mm-hmm. when you're caught at the top of that lip, mm-hmm. that all the energy is coming down on top of you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. This, if you're in the wave, the cyclone's already been, the cylinder's been established. But if you're at the front of that lip, that lip is penetrating you down into the reef. And by the time you get back up, that second swell is probably right about there to hit you again. That's oh. where people get caught in this whitewash where it yeah. just gets dangerous. Yeah. Um, I only had that happen like kind of one time and my, mine weren't too big, but it was when I thought I'd figured it out <laughs> and I'm going to drop in on this lip and it was too far forward on my board and just. Yeah. Yeah. Is your board, was your board attached to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you get hit got, a few times? Yeah, no, I split my knee right the fuck open. I thought I had to get stitches. See that? Oh yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. A good hit right yeah there. I was like, I got off the beach and went and returned the board and the guy's like, Hey man, you look at your leg. It was just covered in blood. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> He's like, yeah, those fins are sharp, dude. Yeah, watch out for him. I just watched a beginner video before I went out there. Sounds like you did all right. I did all right. I'm got up once. I mean, you got up once on your first day, so that's pretty good. Yeah, and I had no clue what I was doing. My uncle teaches surfing. And he's like, yeah, some people just gather. <laughs> they eat shit all day. Well, I was also going straight for the big waves. I, I watched the surf instructor, instructor the second time I went. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> I wanted to hire an instructor. I just kind of wanted to figure it out on my own, too. I just wanted to see the difference. Yeah. 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 But an, another interesting thing that happened on that trip, so probably the last thing that I'll share from the story, just to not talk about that the whole time. I don't think I've had a cup of coffee a day in my life. Hey, you said you had like, I saw your post, you had like two in one day and you were having it every day. Every day. I think that was part of what kicked my ass. If I had a hangover from anything, if I was lethargic when you got here from anything, it was yeah. that. Was it, Coffee. Was it just good coffee or it's was great it? great coffee. 
Or were you just tired and you actually needed something? I was tired and actually needed something. So I, had, yeah. I started with the espresso and then a couple of days of drinking espresso, just like having one a day. Then Is it the tiny cup of coffees? So since we're on the same page about being demographically ignorant, <laughs> geographically, demographically, geographically, both, maybe ignorant in general, shit. Um, <laughs> a lot of coffee cups are built around the espresso, it's just different versions of it. So mm. the espresso, macchiato, it's just a little bit bigger, like foamed uh, creamer, mm-hmm. and then latte, cappuccino, whatever. Is it just it? just gets bigger you're just adding more cream and milk not more espresso no that's why people say like hey can i have a latte with the double shot i do that when i go to a starbucks i go can i you know but a latte can i get two shots of espresso? oh so you already knew that well that's just something i do i didn't know that's something that's everywhere yeah I, no, that's I just, how it works i just noticed like i would drink the coffee and i was like that doesn't seem like there's much in here and then i started asking for the extra espresso and i was like there it is that's what i'm looking for all you're basically asking for is two bases yeah. It's all based around the espresso. And they're always surprised when I ask. They're like, you want more espresso? Like, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to wake up. <laughs> right. Please. Well, <laughs> unless, uh, apparently America, I mean, well, so that's not, it, they're not all based around the espresso because you can do like how you regularly brew coffee. Yeah. Grind it and then drip the water through it. Oh, did you smoke weed and, and drink it? Drink the coffee? I've heard that's really good with, uh, oh, I knocked the camera. I was wondering why you're so fired up about that idea. No, I didn't. So I uh, <laughs> I used to work at the West End. There was this Cuban guy that was the valet, older Cuban guy, right? Like in the 50s, his 50s. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, oh, I'm trying to do his run. Oh, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring you some weed one day and I'll bring you a Cuban coffee and we'll, I'll show you how it's really done. <laughs> and I was like, I was like a night auditor, right? So there's no, I'm the manager. You know, right. there's no other manager or anything. So we were getting towards the end of the chef, and he was like, "Oh man, come with me." Like, he made like the espresso Cuban, and then uh, we had he had, he brought a little bit of weed with him, and he was like, "All right, let's go out back." And uh, he made the Cuban. We went out back and it smoked it, and uh, and then no, drank the coffee. Then sm- I forgot the order. Anyway, it was both at the same time, and that was the best coffee. And smoke I've had and like if I would like it was like its own category yeah of like good you know mm-hmm. that I enjoyed and I don't know what was in that Cuban coffee but man I was up way past my shift <laughs> it was wild dude that coffee is it's a nice smooth what I loved about that like drinking the coffee or having the caffeine or whatever it was a nice like smooth caffeine it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like if I had like a Red Bull or something it didn't feel harsh mm-hmm but I did realize today that like my energy dipped really hard from not having caffeine today. So I see where the hook mm-hmm. comes from people. And I don't like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like feeling like I need coffee every day because I don't yeah. want it every day. Yeah. Then I'll feel like shit if I don't have it. It's been interesting. Like I definitely have slowed down as I've, I've worked out more. I've, I've had to drink less coffee cause I don't really need it. I get that natural, but sometimes I do where I'm just like, Oh man, I need, coffee or something energy and it's interesting though but once i have that coffee i want another one really and i want it but like if i if i start at it uh right but if i start my day and i don't drink coffee like i'm like oh but every now and then my body's like just have a cup of coffee we need a little bit and my body's like now another one (laughs) another one 
Like, Are you talking about throughout the day or consecutive days? Like if I start my day or like midway through the day. Sure. No, sorry, in one day, like consecutively in one day. Yeah. Like my body will just be like, oh, we're, it's a coffee day. All right, well, let's get that one coffee and then we get another coffee. Yeah. Like why Why am I down this path? Just drink some water. Maybe this is uh, what's toxic about our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we do tend to do that with everything don't we it's fun it's, it is fun it's fun it's fun i haven't had a problem with it yet that's a bold-faced lie <laughs> <laughs> that's categorically incorrect yeah you're right there's definitely <laughs> like why i mean did i listen to you <laughs> you're like why did i listen to you right Who started this <laughs> I don't have enough fucking fingers or enough ability to count. Why are the birds chirping, Colton? Why are we at this point? <laughs> Back to the birds, right? Back to the birds. Damn birds. Oh, man. Shit. <laughs> uh, um, I hope they enjoyed the, uh, the 420 podcast as much as we were enjoyed. I don't remember anything from it. Being our first one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not typically a huge cannabis guy, you know? So. I mean, what I don't think most people don't know is we went into it on an edible, already hit the volcano a couple of times. Yeah, as and you then, do. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 420. How else are we supposed to honor a totally made up holiday? I like how we were trying to look up the it's history. We could not. <laughs> For the life of us, look up what I don't know what you, path you started going down, but it was like a dark path of looking up the history of things. Yeah, no. So you really don't remember much. Um, nope. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> wasn't that dark. I none of us could remember the history of 420. So I looked that up and then stumbled upon uh, a cannabis quiz. Yeah, that yeah. I think it had some undertones of like. I'm a Mormon mother. <laughs> oh, it started. That's right. It started like out exciting. It was. It was like, you know, uh, here's a silly question. You silly boys. Ha, ha, ha. How this looks. And this is your brain on drugs. It's exactly <laughs> what it did. It's like, what, what is it? What does cannabis do to a, a, a fetus? I'm like, hey, 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 what are we doing here? Abortion. <laughs> <laughs> All the roads lead to that. <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Or do them. I don't do give them a fuck. I'm excited for it again, though, just to bring it up again. Dirty Bird. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked for that. I'm excited to give away some stickers there. Dude, I gave away a lot of stickers in South uh, in Central America, Costa Rica. Nice. Yeah, I did a pretty good job on that. So I need, I'm going to get some and start going out to some bars in St. Pete and just start plastering them up, different spots out there. Yeah. And if you guys want some stickers, you're listening, just uh, message me. Yeah. Me. We have uh, we got a lot of letters we're sending out this week. Yeah, yeah, I know a lot of people have been wanting those stickers getting scanned. They're like, cool stickers. I'm proud of the stickers. That's what makes them even better is that they're actually cool. Oh shit! So there's this dude on the beach. I just remembered this because I got a little brownie on the beach, and um, he had a, p- a podcast too. And somehow it brought up someone else. It brought up that I had a podcast. And this guy was like, no shit, what's it about? And started telling him about it. And I was like, I actually, here, I have a sticker if you want to check it out. And this, this guy's girlfriend was like, no fucking way. And he like calls her boyfriend over and was like, dude, 
we have stickers too. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll yeah. try to remember uh, the guy. I, I won't remember the guy's podcast for the life of me. I do know uh, Nolan. If you're listening, I want that picture. You know the picture I'm talking about. Oh boy! Please send me the picture. Um, we'll just say it's a cross promotion. The podcast. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. No, so it was cool. It was, it was a really cool time promoting the podcast and like running into people and just. I want to put a sticker on the jun- in the jungle down in the Amazon. We should get one tattooed onto you. On my ass too, so I have to show it off. Yeah. People are like, "Where's your tattoo?" Oh, I'll show you my tattoo. Well, do you have a hairy ass? Nope. You don't? No. Perfect. I know. How can you grow a beard but you don't have a hairy ass? It's a gift. Man, I'm jealous. I got a hairy ass. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I can't really grow you a beard. Can't grow a beard. Hey, I can't. I can't grow hair on my chest either. I can only grow it in the center. Yeah, I don't. I get a few strands here and there. My my grandfather always said, "Eat the shrimp; it'll put hair on your chest." Lies. <laughs> Did not put hair on my chest. <laughs> few strands here. What and does there. that have to do with anything? Eat shrimp, <laughs> put hair on your chest. It was because we would be at the tailgates, like for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And you get the the raw shrimp. With the stuff, and I was always like, "Oh, that's gross!" And then, you know, I was the only kid out of all the adults, and they were like, "Eat the shrimp; it'll put hair on your chest." Like, well, not not raw shrimp, or yeah, not raw. Clarity's sake, it's, I don't know what it is. It comes Just like in the, the pink pa- shrimp. Yeah, the pink shrimp. It comes in the Publix pack or whatever. Oh, dude, it's so good! I go to Publix all yeah, the time. I'll eat that all. I'll eat that nowadays. Get for it sure. steamed. Yeah. You know, they'll steam it for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, we, my mom used to get that done for me all the time. Every now and then it's nice to go to, up to the butcher guy and be like, I want that one. Yeah, you literally just go up to the fish market and you're like, hey, I'd like a pound of the uh, deveined, peeled, whatever. And they'll ask you, how do you want it seasoned? You can do like garlic, Old Bay, Cajun. They'll just cook it for you. Professional hippies cookbook. Mm. <laughs> mm. I do like to cook, but I don't like cookbooks. Unless it's math. Unless it's <laughs> <laughs> they need a website where you could just instead you can get past all the boring like when you look up a recipe someone on reddit did make that you're talking about the ads it's just like so my grandmother always cooked meatloaf just the right way with dude i'm talking about love. when you try and like, what look are up we a recipe about? on the want... website and it's got all those fucking ads in the way <laughs> yeah. you have to scroll but that too that too the stories before we get there like I well, I've been wanting to take a cooking class for a while. It's called YouTube. Okay, asshole. Like, why is that an asshole? I mean, I guess yeah, but like it's the same thing. Does YouTube reach out and grab your your hip and caress your hand while you're chopping onions? It's called yoga. It's called an old creepy dude at the back of Publix. Oh, I didn't know that's what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I'd set myself up for that. <laughs> no, they have, they have uh, like little cooking classes you can go to, you know? It'd be a cool date. Take a check on a cooking thing, whatever. I did that in Mexico one time. Yeah, I guess. If you want to show you don't know how to cook. I do know how to cook. Do you not know how to cook? I love. Yeah, I know how to cook. So why why would that be like you don't know how to cook? I don't know. Rather, rather go ride roller coasters or something. Not much of a romantic, are we? I think I am. Well, then I'm going to put this to a vote. 
I feel like our <laughs> listeners here could contribute. I think going to a cooking class would be pretty fucking romantic. I think roller coaster riding would be pretty romantic too. And a lot more thrilling. I don't think there's much romantic about riding a roller coaster. I think it's really fun. I think it's a great date. I don't I don't think it's romantic. To each their own. Let's find out. Who likes who's This is coming from a guy that took a girl to a theme park on Valentine's Day, Mm -hmm. by the way. So I'm not just throwing stuff to see what sticks. My girlfriend and I love riding roller coasters. So that was like one of our first early estates. So it's worked out great for me. I don't know what the sticking point is in here. I don't don't know how we got (laughs) on the opposite sides of the table, but I'm ready to dig my heels in. Hell yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Someone's going to be like, why not cook while riding the roller coaster? You never know. Shake and bake. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best times I ever had on riding the roller coasters was, uh, besides the date, was uh, taking uh, taking Molly and going to Bush Gardens mm. and wearing headphones. It was a cool day, so you could wear the hoodie. Yeah. And timing. I think I, I played like Skrillex Monsters and I timed the drop on Shikra oh, that's good. to the drop. That's good. One of the wildest things I've ever done. <laughs> it was amazing. I've taken a LSD a few times and gone to theme parks. Highly recommend it. I had some. I know some people that took it and went to Halloween mushrooms and went to Halloween. I thought that was a mistake. I, was I like, have no business that even wanting to be awful. near anyone <laughs> that thinks that's a fun time. <laughs> they even said it was not a great time. To Why play. would you do that? I'm experimenting. See what I, that's like. Doing God's work. I can barely go there sober. Yeah. I want no part of that. I can barely go there sober. I'm a I'm a little bitch when it comes to scary stuff, I'll be honest. But I did I did too much in inner exploration to need that stuff in my head in the first place. I like seeing where things are at when you're going through it. You're like, oh, where's the scary person? Where is it? I know it's gonna pop around here. Dude, I've come out of my skin. The last time I went to Hollow Scream, I like for sure shaved a couple weeks off my life. They do a really good job. They do an amazing job. I just, I want no part of it. <laughs> I get so scared. <laughs> That's perfect then. That's what it's meant for. Yeah, man. But here's the deal. You you might get startled. Okay. I, yeah, I get startled for sure. I get scared every now and then. I get full blown, like come out of my skin. Like it, like, really? Oh, God. I used to make fun of my dad because he couldn't watch scary movies. But like it, they freak me out. <laughs> And it's just, I don't know why, man, but I'm all, I'm on edge the whole, like, I can't watch American Horror Story, any of that stuff. Really? That much? Oh, That's dude, a good the, show, too. The suspense. Oh, God, it kills me, man. Wow. Something new. It just, it, 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 it's not something I, I don't, I don't like scary stuff. Because it just, it's so, I don't know, my mom used to think it was so funny. Ha ha. Did she scare you? No. I mean, we would do, like, scary, if someone... Jumps around the corner like, ah, I think that's funny. Ha. Sure. Yeah. Right. It's the whole seeing someone with like a fake chainsaw throat slashed. And they're like, oh, my God, help me. Something about that just sticks in my head. And then I have dreams about it. And I'm like, I don't don't need that. (laughs) I don't need that. (laughs) Fuck that. I'm good. (laughs) I stick to fucking butterflies and rainbows. Oh, did I? All right. Speaking of dreams. Did I, I tell you I went through a double inception dreaming state when we were traveling for the podcast? Oh <laughs> yeah, you did, but tell everyone. Oh what's my god. Those. So I had just watched Inception, right? <laughs> yeah. And I I had 
I just watched it recently, and I was like, oh, that's a cool movie, and finally understood it. And we were on the trip. We were staying at the hotel, and the next morning, um, I had I was sleeping, and I noticed I, I don't know what I was dreaming at dreaming about at that specific moment, but I heard my alarm go off in the dream, and then I wake up, and then I start getting ready for the day, you know, start brushing my teeth and everything, and then I hear the alarm again going off, and I was like, what in the world is that? I was like, no. In the dream, I realized what was happening. And for a split second, I was I started walking back to the bed, realizing what was going on. And then I woke up, opened my eyes, and I was under the covers. I was like, that was crazy. I've had it before. It was like in the single one, but I've never had a double boom, boom. And I don't know why that happened. If it was just like my brain trying to do what was in Inception on process purpose, it, process yeah. it or whatever. But I, I've had the one. And I've been able to be like, oh, I'm in a dream, a lucid dream. I've You're been right. able to do that. Yeah. But the double one has been, that was wild. Yeah, I used to lucid dream all the time. And I, I think, I mean, that's a whole can of worms for another episode. But Luke and I went down that rabbit hole. Of, I, I didn't like it. That, that was when I went through a very heavy weed abuse phase mm-hmm. because my whole family, or my dad's side, my dad and brother and I, we all dream a lot. And my dad would talk in his sleep a lot. I used to talk in my sleep a lot, sleepwalk, whole thing. A lot of training went into like making sure I stayed in bed at night. It's just my brother it, did that for a while. Yeah, it's weird what goes, weird what humans do mm-hmm. and stuff. Anyway, uh, any closing thoughts? Um, just keep up with us each week. We're gonna keep posting these every Friday, seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Share. Share our podcast. How do they share it? Yeah, if you know somebody that's a professional, if you know somebody that's a hippie. Maybe someone you just love. Maybe someone just needs some love. Some Some laughs out there. That's right. Um, Subscribe, like, screenshot, tag us, wherever you're at. Hey, thank you guys so much for the support. Thank Um, you, everyone. Each and every week, this is something we look forward to and building it with you guys. So We love seeing this thing grow. This is just, it's It's been awesome. It's been so much And we hit a thousand, I don't know if we mentioned it, we did hit a thousand listens, which was one of our goals in March. So um, we've hit it and we're going to keep it going. Yeah, now we're like 10%. Like, so what, that took us almost a year to get to. And then we hit about 10% of that. We started in October, got to a thousand mid-April. Right. And now we're we're, we're about ten percent of that in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is insane. <laughs> yeah, to right. say that. yeah, thank you, everybody. One week, out there. really. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you, everybody. Cheers, guys. Cheers.